Pizza City is brought to you by Pizza Master Ovens. You love the sound of dough being transformed into crust. But what about the dough in your pocket? If you make pizzas for a living, then you know a fully loaded oven affects heat recovery time and makes everything take longer. That affects your bottom line. Say hello to Pizza Master, the most powerful electric oven on the market. It has clay ceramic hearthstones. That means crispy crust every time. And talk about precision. You can adjust both the top and bottom heating elements to make any style of pizza, which is what Pauly G's Logan Square owner Derek Tung was looking for when deciding to add Detroit-style pizzas to his existing menu of wood-fired pies. We started using the Pizza Masters for our Detroit-inspired Logan Squares. And, you know, really, it's all about the control. It's one of those ovens where you have the ability to control what the temperature's at, but not only that, how much heat is on the top deck, how much heat's on the bottom deck, how often they're firing. Um, it really allows you to do almost any style you want in the oven and just tweak it by small amounts. Plus the ability to get up to 932 degrees combined with exceptional recovery heat allows for high capacity output during peak times. That's money in your pocket. They've got 85 different sizes, more than 1,500 models, and a million oven combinations. They've also got demo kitchens all over the country, so go take one for a test drive. Visit mpmfoodequipment.com and use the promo code PIZZACITY to get a free swag bag at your demo. That's mpmfoodequipment.com and request your test bake or demo today. They used to have some with arugula, with tuna, with other stuff. I tried all that with corn. Here it wasn't selling, so we had to go according what the, uh, the clientele wants. So our number one is uh, sausage and cheese right now, pepperoni. Joe Quercia started working at Freddy's Pizza in Cicero, Illinois in 1968 at the age of 13. He spoke no English. Fast forward 53 years and he's now not only running the business on the edge of Chicago, he's added gelato and soppressata and handmade pasta and you get the idea. A big taste of Italy nine miles from the loop. The story of Freddy's Pizza straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City. Uh, we are staying in my hometown this week, uh, Chicago. Actually, Cicero, Illinois. So where is Cicero? Well, back in the 1920s and 30s, uh, when Al Capone had a house out there, it was considered the suburbs because it was about 9 or 10 miles west of, of the Loop. Now it's kind of considered a sort of an inner ring, a near suburb, not really a far suburb. Very easy to get to on the highway. It's literally about a 10-15 minute drive from downtown. Uh, famous crooked politicians, uh, Betty Lauren Maltese was one of their famous mayors that I think went to prison for a bit. There's a little place in Cicero called Freddy's Pizza. Been there since the 50s. And uh, Joe Quercia, uh, just an immigrant from Italy with his family, uh, living in Chicago, living in Cicero, and uh, he's originally from outside of Naples. He, he walks in one day and literally, well, he asks for directions. He's, he tells the story on today's show uh, and asks the owner for a job. 
and it leads to literally a lifelong endeavor, uh, working his way up from nothing. If you ever go to Freddy's, uh, and if you become a regular boy, they will treat you like royalty. I mean, every customer is treated so well there, but uh, the regulars, you know, get a little little taste of gelato. Maybe they get a little little extra piece of soprasata in their order. Uh, Joe has expanded the business over the years. He's added so many different things beyond pizza. Uh, the original menu is still up on the wall, which is kind of funny, back when anchovies were more common. When I look at the menu, by the way, the coloring, the font, it looks a lot like modern abits in New Haven, which is very interesting uh, because, again, there's this connection with uh, the, the Neapolitan immigrants that came over. There weren't a lot in Chicago or Chicagoland, certainly more on the East Coast, uh, but it's one of those holdovers. And this is Sicilian all the way, uh, despite Quirch's upbringing, which is, you know, Neapolitan. Part of the reason they don't really have a wood-fired oven there, so he can't really do traditional Neapolitan. Uh, But when it comes to his earliest pizza memory, high-heat, quickly-baked pies were the norm. Well, the first pizza memory is going back to Naples when I was a child. I came in the United States, I was 13, so before that, uh, I used to wait on Saturday night that my grandfather would give me a allowance. And it was a uh, hundred lira, which is, I don't know, maybe 30 cents at that time. We used to go see a movie in the, in the town. Just like uh, if you ever see Cinema Paradiso. I love that movie. <laughs> and that was it. So after the movie, we went, uh, a couple friends of ours, who had, um, I had enough for the pizza, the other guy had enough for the, the what's called gasosa. it was like a 7-up with a, with a flip top, and uh, used to go for a pizza, and we ate it on, um, on the sidewalk. We ordered a pizza with mozzarella, a margarita, and we shared uh, in the town of Nola in Cimitile. So this would have been a traditional, what we think of as a traditional Neapolitan in a wood-fired oven with the yes. leopard spotting. And Correct. Did you fold it in half to yes. walk around? Yeah, just like a book. We fold it. And we ate it. We just uh, sometimes we didn't have enough money to um, to have one with the cheese on the margarita, so they made us a marinara, which is plain uh, tomato sauce, and which was good. It was a big kick. Saturday night, sometimes on a Sunday. So you came to America. You said you were 13. I was 13. Uh, I came to Chicago, and uh, and why Chicago? Well, there was the relatives that, that sponsor us to come back here. And was it over here in Cicero, in this part of the city? Cicero. It was right uh, near Austin and uh, Cermak. For folks listening who don't know where Cicero is, it's about nine miles due west of downtown Chicago. Al Capone, I think, used to maybe have a, a house yeah, here. Al Capone and the rest of uh, the boys, they call them. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> well, how did you start working at Freddy's? Well, as we said, I, I couldn't speak English, and my dad got a job as a bricklayer that there was his trade back in Italy. And he says, oh, would you walk with me? Let I got to go on Cermak Road and some stores. I said, oh, okay. So on the way back home, we got lost. As we were walking towards north on Austin, I seen the sign that says, Freddy's Italianizing Pizza. So I said, well, someone has got to speak Italian here. So I walked in and I asked for directions. In the meantime, I asked the gentleman if he needed a job, and he was very kind. He, he treated me for a piece of sliced cheese pizza, the square Sicilian style. And uh, I asked for a job, and the man said, well, I don't know if I, you're too young. I was 13. And you're speaking Italian to him? Yes, I was speaking Italian. I said, well, give me a chance. 
I said, you know, please, because uh, I need some money in my pocket and try me for a week. If I, if you don't like the way I work, you don't have to pay me. So he, t he tells me, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. We only serve cheese pizza, the square pan, and Italian ice, lemon, chocolate, and strawberry. And that was what year, 68? 68. At the end of the week, uh, he gave me $25. I ran all the way home. I showed my dad, look what I made. That was my first salary. And uh, like at the end of the night, there's a couple of pieces of pizza left, and I used to take it home and ate it even for breakfast. So you worked your way up in this place that was doing ice, basically, and Sicilian-style pizza. Right. Um, and were the flavors, because I remember reading things about Uno's back in the day in the 40s and 50s, it was either sausage and cheese or anchovy and sauce. What was the flavors often like back in 68, 69? It was mostly like uh, either focaccia or cheese. And um, sometimes not too many people were calling for sausage, maybe pepperoni, but mostly it was cheese that we sold a lot and focaccia. And this neighborhood was all Italian? It was all Italian, yeah, one time. So how'd you just work your way up the ladder? at the uh, Yeah, so, so uh, I went to grammar school, graduated from St. Francis of Rome, and then I went to Northeast High School. In the meantime, it was the last year I was working and the place went up for sale. So I, had, uh, I put enough money on the site and I borrowed some money from some friends. Uh, my parents helped out a lot and uh, I needed $17,000 actually uh, because we were going to take over the mortgage. And at that time you could have done it. I don't know if you still do it today. And that's what we did. When did you, how did you meet your better half? Because she's a, as much a part of your story as oh, you are. Yeah. My better half, I met her in 1978. She came here as a customer, and um, when I seen her, I, she was talking about going to Italy with her father on vacation. Talking about Anne Marie. Anne Marie, correct, my wife. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I took a very good look at her. I said, oh my gosh, I said, I don't want this lady to go. So I started talking to her, I asked her for her phone number, and uh, that was it. We started going out. When did you start altering the recipe or the menu offerings from just the Sicilian to other things? Because you've added quite a bit more. Well, I was adding a little bit, but not a lot. What really inspired me was in 1979, uh, I finally decided I have to go to Italy. I want to experience something different. Because I left, I was 13. I'd never been to Rome, I'd never been to the big cities. It's just the, the little village of, outside of Naples. So I asked my, uh, my better half, Anne-Marie, I said, would you like to join me on vacation? But we weren't married either at that time, and it was a big sin, you know? So she said, well, if you tell my dad, <laughs> I don't know. How did that conversation go? Not too well. <laughs> Not too well. So we finally uh, kind of convinced him. When I went there, every shops, every rusticeria, pizzeria, I used to stop, make notes. I seen the product. I used to take pictures of it, and if I could have uh, asked people, you know, if they were generous about to tell me the ingredients or how about the... Some, they were not helpful, some were helpful. Was it like the Roman al Metro, Roman al Taglio? Al Taglio, yeah. So when I came back, I, I brought the gelato back. Uh, it was very hard to introduce it, because then we were getting flavors from Italy. I had to go through so much through the, at the airport to get the product in. What are the challenges of adding pizzas to your menu? Because I'm guessing you only had one oven back then. 
Well, actually, we have a well, we have a four-deck oven, two and two on both sides. We decide to come up with uh, different food and different pizza uh, toppings because I used to see and going to they used to have some with arugula, with tuna, with other stuff. I tried all that with corn. Here wasn't selling, so we had to go according what the uh, the clientele want. So our number one is uh, sausage and cheese right now, pepperoni, uh, spicy suprasata, and, and vegetable. You know. And when was the, the neighborhood shifting <clears throat> noticeably from Italian to Mexican? I was after 83, I believe, 83, 85. People have to eat, they're going to come back. The customers that they left, they came back, maybe weekly, or when they were around this area. And we were very fortunate, we were right off the expressway, the 290, East or West, and uh, we have a lot of suburbs around. Tell me about the pizzas, and so you've had the Sicilian, and then you came back from this trip from Italy, yes. and then what did you add to your menu? I made, uh, like we make it now, the Neapolitan style, but I don't have a wood-burning oven, but we have a brick oven. It's close by, uh, so we decide, let's sell it by the slice, see if it goes well, and it's going. It's our Neapolitan style, square, then... Uh, now, hang on a second. The, the purists would say Neapolitan, to be Neapolitan, to be the VPN certified. Got to have a wood-burning oven, got to have fior de latte, got to use San Marzano tomatoes, got to have the leopard spotting, on and on it goes. Your Neapolitan style is not like that at all. Well, we say style. it's a style. And it's not it's wet not in the pure. middle. It's not all DOP, no. That's why we say it's a style, kind of style of Neapolitan, because I don't have the ovens that will produce that, will make that. So what are you baking them at, like 700, 750? About 700, 750, but mostly 700. We kind of adjust the, you know, the thermostat. It's coming out pretty well, I think. It's not like a wood burning oven. It gives you that uh, uh, burning, you know, like a wood fire taste. Do you like that, that char and that 90-second bake and that sort of wet middle that you need to have a knife and fork to, to eat it with, or do you want to be able to bake it a little longer and, and use your hands? I had some pizzas... Uh, even in Italy, they're too wet in the middle for me. Um, Says the Neapolitan guy. Yes, correct. Uh, and even though you told them I want a little wall done, they getting a little bent out of shape. And, and, and maybe it is that tradition, it is that. But I like a little cooked in the middle. And I think they could uh, strain the tomatoes a little bit, like we do. Because I want to be able to pick it up. I don't want to... You know, like it's soggy in the center. Right, we're going to talk more about those details in a minute. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, keep talking with Joe Quercia here at Freddy's Pizza in Cicero. So stay with us. Cheese is something we talk a lot about here on the show. It's vital to the success of any great pizzeria. Selecting one that performs the way you need it to is one of the most important elements to pizza making. Baccio cheese is an exceptional Italian pizza cheese made with a secret, a kiss of buffalo milk. Made with high-quality, grade-A milk, it goes from cow to cheese in just 48 hours. It melts and reheats beautifully, giving you lovely pulls and stretches. Pizza makers all over the country are turning to Baccio, guys like Greg Kahn, the owner of Gregorio's Trattoria in Bethesda, Maryland. We make a, a New York-style pizza. It's all hand-tossed. The baccio cheese is the perfect complement. It's very consistent from case to case. We buy the shredded whole milk. I do like the kiss of buffalo milk. But consistency is everything. The, the guest that comes in, they want the same pizza today that they got last week. And that happens uh, with baccio product each and every case. 
I've been using the diced part skim and whole milk, uh, embedding it into the top of the dough like I've seen them do at uh, Geno's in Williston Park on Long Island. I'm also doing the block of whole milk, which I'm slicing for my Stevie squares, kind of a hybrid of a deep dish and a focaccia. So here's the deal. Schedule a demo to try Baccio cheese today at no cost. Just go to BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA. That's BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA to schedule your free demo. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking with Joe Quercia, the owner um, at Freddy's Pizza here in Cicero, Illinois, about nine miles due west of downtown Chicago. Super easy to get to, right off the expressway, as he was saying, um, about five minutes off the expressway. So you've added a lot of things to your menu over the years since you took over in 73. You've got gelato. You've got all the Italian salads and sandwiches and your bread, and you're making soppressata now. I saw your curing room in the back. I mean, you've really added things on. But in terms of pizza, you do a traditional Sicilian. I know your four season, your quattro Stagione is great. We do the round pan. Uh, the, we call them ruoto, which is a round pan. And uh, it's selling very well by the slice or hole. We only comes in one size, 16 inches round. Does sausage outsell pepperoni here? Yes, I think so. It's pretty universal in Chicago, yeah, I think. Chicago, it's sausage, number one. The sausage is not like other places. We open up the can of plum tomatoes. And we, from where? Believe it or not, I, I blend them some uh, from Italy and some from uh, California. They have a great, great tomatoes. Stanislao makes a really great plum tomatoes. The Alta Cucina. Yes. Oh, those are great. Uh, we strain them and, uh, and then we blend them and put a little olive oil, basil in there and uh, that's it. Cheese? Preference cheese. for cheese? We, we use a fior di latte. Um, and uh, we, then we sprinkle a little olive oil. The dough is, we use is the, we make it with a biga, age at least 24 to 48 hours. What kind of flour do you use? We use a high gluten. Uh, we're not using Italian flour, we use a high gluten American flour. Do you care if everything's Italian or not? I mean, you said fior di latte. Is that imported or domestic? Does it matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. I, I, I think in the States, uh, even um, there is a, uh, this company in uh, Wisconsin, Grande, makes an excellent, excellent fior di latte. Pepperoni, yeah, we get them from Greco, the sliced pepperoni, and uh, sausage, we also get them from Greco, you know. Greco just got bought by Cisco, didn't oh, they? Yeah, that, yeah. From what it sounds like, there's three styles. There's a pan, it's the same dough as the Sicilian, but in a round pan, yeah. and then there's the Neapolitan style. And we make the tank cross Chicago style, too. You do the tavern style? Yeah, we do the tavern style, too. You've got a totally different process. Different process uh, with uh, old-fashioned, uh, uh, our crust is not real, real paper thin, like a cracker. You're baking these in a blodget? What kind of blodget? Yeah, these are all blodget brick bottom oven. When people drive by and they see Freddy's Pizza, and they're from Chicago, do people come in and say, I mean, I know you have a lot of regulars, but does anybody ever come in and say, where's the deep dish? Or, or where's the tavern style thin that I grew up on? Uh, yeah, well, the tavern style, like you said, we have it, but it's a little different. It's not uh, cracker style. Nobody cares if there's deep dish or not. No, no. I mean, mostly we well known for square pans, Sicilian style or Roman style. Some people call it Roman style or uh, Neapolitan style. The dough is fermented for 48 hours or 24 hours, uh, and we use the biga. And what do you do in the Sicilian? Same, different ferment. Same, uh, same fermentation, uh, but it's uh, it's a little different. It's not. Because we sell so many of them, 
we don't have the room and the place to ferment for 48 hours. At times, it only ferments 24, uh, 18 hours. Do you, and do you par-bake it, or do you just top it and bake it? What we do is, uh, after we cut the dough, uh, we let it rise, we stretch it in the dough, uh, we just put a little sauce on it, and we par-bake it. This way, all all that weight, usually we, we weigh like a, a two-pounder and a 16 inches by 12, and uh, this way they all look the same and all have the same thickness. I'm going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to finish talking with Joe Quercia here. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. As many of you know, I have a pizza tour business in Chicago, and while a lot of our guests love to indulge in the raw bulk sausage that's pinched and pressed onto our pies before baking, not everyone eats pork. Thank goodness Fontanini has the solution, chicken and beef meatballs. They're always mixed with ricotta and house-grated Romano, along with their blend of herbs and spices. Fontanini only uses select cuts of chicken and beef, offering their customers more choices no matter what their religious or dietary restrictions. This summer, you'll also see them halal certified, so go ahead and throw them on your naan with some tikka masala sauce. Get a free sample of the new chicken and beef meatballs at fontanini.com slash pizza city, or go to Fontanini brand on Instagram and click the link in the bio to let them know you heard about it from Pizza City. Welcome back, everybody. Talking to Joe Quercia from Freddy's Pizza here in Cicero, Illinois, just about nine miles west of downtown Chicago. Why do so many styles of pizza? I would think, like, you don't need to do all these different styles. Yeah, that's true, but, you know, different clientele. You have to appeal to a different clientele. Thoughts on jardinera on a pizza, either pre- or post-bake? Post. Post-bake, okay. I like to bake it with it, but... You like it at the end because it's just more pronounced yes. brininess? Yeah, it gives you a better, I, I think it gives you a better, you drain them, but, you know, it, just I like uh, after, uh, after it's baked and you put it on. It's just like prosciutto, when you when you make a margarita, you make a, you got to put the prosciutto on top. Do you get much, re- many requests for jardinera on a pizza? Not, not as many, um, maybe three or four a day. Final question we ask all of our guests on the show here. Knowing what you know now about pizza, which is a lifetime, I mean, you started here in 68, that's 53 years ago. Um, what would you have told your younger self, I guess maybe when you were 15 or 16, before you decided to own a pizzeria? What advice would you have given your younger self? You got to follow what your heart desired to do. My heart desired to do to be in the food business and making pizza. It was my enjoyment. If I would tell someone, says, you know, what do you want to do out of life? What's your purpose? And did you think, at that, even when you were younger, that it was going to be more than a pizzeria, or it was always going to be a pizzeria at, at its core? Like, because you really got into it's more of a, it's a deli and a restaurant in some respects than as much as it is a pizzeria. Well, I didn't think I was going to do that. I thought that we were going to stick with two or three items, but as time changes, you got to change with the times. Years ago. Uh, the ma, the ma stayed home and cooked, right? The husband came home, had dinner on the table. Mom doesn't cook anymore. She's working. I need two people working. That's why uh, the fast food, the pizza business, is triple, quadruple since 1968. When they get off from work, they swing by to a pizza place. They get a slice or get a whole pizza, get something to eat. That's a meal. 
Wise words from one of the pizza OGs here in Chicagoland, Joe Quercia, owner of Freddy's Pizza. Next time you folks are in Chicago, get in a cab, get in an Uber, uh, take the blue line for that matter, go to Austin, and then um, get down here to um, 16th and 61st, I think. 61st Avenue. 61st Avenue. And if they mention that they heard from Steve Delinsky, we'll treat him for a slice of pizza. That sounds like a deal. And do save room for the gelato. Joe, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, team. Such a gem, that guy. If you ever get a chance, if you're going to be in the Chicagoland area, you've got a little bit of time. It's, again, a 15, 20-minute drive west of the city. Uh, make your way to Freddy's Pizza. It is well worth the pilgrimage. All right, coming up in two weeks, a trip to Staten Island for some serious tradition. Ours is a very thin pie. Um, crunchy on the bottom, nice crust, and Neapolitan style. I'll talk with the owner of Danino's. Yes, the place that was featured in Pete Davidson's film, The King of Staten Island. That's in two weeks on August 6th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend and rate us. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram. Our website is pizzacityusa.com. That's where you can find info about our tours. Uh, we've got four public tours running every weekend here in Chicago. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here is wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>